DJ and PK, it is time now to talk Utah football with Nick Ford, center for the Utes. He joins us on the Smart Rain guest line. Utah will be in a drought next summer. Smart Rain knows the 2022 budget planning for most businesses is underway. Take advantage of their Save Now, Pay Later promotion and do your part while by saving water while saving money. Check out Best of State Award winner Smart Rain at smartrain.net. Nick, good morning. Good morning. So, Nick, how do you explain to people what happened in that game? Because at the start of that game, it looked like you guys were just going to dominate them, and then they really took control of that thing. That was as much as you can really see a game turn that quickly. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, give credit where it's due. They got a lot of athletes from scholarship as well. They're a very talented team. We did come out the gates hot, and uh, we need to continue to, you know, push that and um, – not not let it die out, continue to score every drive on offense and continue to stop every drive on defense. But uh they got a they got a good thing going over there and you know, they're a talented team for sure. So Nick, I knew you grew up in Pedro, so you're very familiar with the Pac twelve. I don't recall and I've been following it for a number of years, anything as crazy as this season. Has anything come to mind? Because there has been so many wild games, ups and downs for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I I'm at a loss for words. Like you, man. I've been growing up. You don't really see. You kind of have like you know your your top guys and the lower guys in the conference. And uh, I mean, it's still you know even back then the Pac-12 was like uh, even those bottom guys could be the top team every now and again. You know, put the whole conference head over heels. And um, now it's more or less just like a free for all, and everyone's just beating up on each other every single week, every single time. And, not even every single week, but every single game. It's one one second is this team, next is that team. So, I mean, it's Pac-12 play, and the CFB's like that too right now. So, I mean, yeah, it's just crazy all over. Well, you had a couple chances to flip that game back and win it, and you had fourth down, and you're down there in the red zone, and you weren't able to convert, and a couple touchdowns there. Might have changed the outcome. Maybe Oregon State would have you know, flipped it again. Who knows? I'm curious what you think, though, when you hear fourth and one or fourth and two, and it's a pass play. Is offensive lineman, does that irritate you a little bit? Uh, you know, offensive linemen are going to be greedy. We're always going to run, a, run the ball. But at the end of the day, you know, my coaches, uh, you know, I have faith in them. I have faith in my receivers. I have faith in my quarterback, you know, to, you know, go out and execute. So if they believe that the pass call would be the better call at the time and they believe that, our quarterback's going to get to the receiver, our receiver's going to catch it. You know, I'm going to make sure that my man doesn't get nowhere near the quarterback so we can make that play successful. You know, selfishly, offensive linemen always going to want to run the ball and put the team on their back with the running back. But at the end of the day, I have high respect and trust in my teammates. So, I mean, you know, if, if that's the play call, I'm going to go out and execute. And, you know, it's on to the next play. Since the conference went to 12 teams in, I think, start for the 2011 season, no team has gone 9-0. and zero. It literally has never happened. Uh, so not like you can look at and blow this defeat off, but it was almost inevitable that you were probably going to lose a game. And so what's the attitude as far as, all right, you're 3-1, you're but you're still in first place with five games to go, so you still have an excellent chance to win the South Division. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, you know where you're sitting overall. And the, the thing is, you know, you don't want to go ahead and start looking towards the future. We understand that, you know, we're first in the South right now. But the most important thing is playing UCLA this coming Saturday. I mean, that's that's more important than anything. Um, 
you know, whatever happens in December with that Pac-12 championship, that's what happens. But um, we're not going to get there unless we go one week at a time. So that's what we really got to focus on instead of getting uh, caught up in a lull of uh, settling in first place right now for the South. You know, Nick, we've been doing this for a while, so we've heard a lot of players and coaches on a lot of different teams say that, and sometimes it rings true and sometimes it rings hollow. I would think this week it rings true. If you just look at the standings, a chance to – if the Bruins win, so you both have two losses and they'd have the tiebreaker. If you win, you're up two games in the loss column and you got the tiebreaker. This is a huge game. There's no need to look ahead. A massive game is sitting right in front of you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's going to be over here at Salt Lake. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's at nighttime, so it's going to be a crazy crowd. I know they got a talented team, and we got a talented team. And, you know, I'm looking forward to it. We're, uh, you know, we already started watching film, and we're going to go out and practice a little bit, lift some weights, and, uh, you know, get to execute and make sure our game plan is getting ready and tightened up. We're already starting Monday. Um, and that's that's just what we got to do. We got to, you know, knock this one off our shoulders and understand that this week really could mean everything. Cam Rising seems to pull some stuff out of the hat on a third and long, and he manages to get first downs through his running. Uh, how fun is it to block for him? How, how hard is it to block for him? How fun is it for it to how block for him? Because yeah. it looks like he's going to be caught or captured or cornered in, but somehow he gets out of it and he gets a first down. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, the, like the play that comes to mind is when I threw my guy on the floor and I – stood up to block him again and I saw Cam just boom go right by me and you know he's sneaky fast um, it's fun knowing that you got a guy back there that can move around um, but it's also as offensive lineman it's scary at some point too because you know sometimes uh, those guys get a little happy footed especially when you know the defense does a good job covering and they try to run and then you got to know how to let your guy go and that's that's the one thing alignment doesn't you know want to do is you know the uh, Deanne's pulling away, and the tackle doesn't know the quarterback's not inside the pocket still. But, uh, you know, it's, it's fun. It's a different uh, different feel every single play. You know he's going to be moving around. You know he's going to be put in the best spot, whether that's uh, moving in our pocket to throw the ball or running down the field. And I always tell him, hey, Cam, if you, if you need to break the pocket and you want to go, just call my name and tell me left or right, and I'll start running with you. I don't know if I can keep up, but... <laughs> So the way you say that, you got to know to let your guy go. It kind of suggests that you might be holding and figuring, I'm going to get away with it as long as the guy's trying to get through me to the quarterback. But if he turns to run away, it becomes really obvious to the ref I'm holding. Did I read that yeah, right? Exactly, because, I mean, that's, that's offensive line play no matter where you go. Anywhere in Pac-12, down to SEC, all the way to the NFL. I mean, um, Hold it's, it's it's more considered holding when your arms start getting extended and without outside of your frame. Um, but there's there's no way you're gonna be able to play patty cake and move somebody who's hitting your hand. So you know you gotta have tight hands, a solid punch, grab and drive. And uh, it's harder for those tackles. Not as hard for the interior, but I especially remember when I was playing tackle where you know that that DN just you know starts going away from you and you're trying to get up on them and you know that one split second. You can even let go, but that one split second is is not a good look. 
You're a veteran guy. You've been through the ropes in this football program. So many of your teammates, uh, they're young. And last year they played, but it was such a funky season. No crowds, games being put together at the last second, games being canceled, all that stuff. How much different do you think it is for these young guys compared to last year? And even though they got some experience out on the field, it wasn't the full football experience that they're having to go through this year. Yeah, I mean, it's completely different. And I mean, uh, everyone, even if you play a new position, is it's, it's completely different. The, having a crowd noise and the atmosphere, everything, it changes everything. I, I don't know really what there is to say about it. Um, like, for instance, I know some of the guys had a rough start. And, you know, they're now starting to come around and understand like, how to perform under their circumstances. And, you know, I could even talk about myself because last year I got moved to center and really didn't have no um, – center quarterback exchange issues but the first couple games you know you kind of start getting a little amped up start holding though you hold the ball a little too tight then it starts going not where you want so i had to learn to you know when i heard that crowd roaring that you know you can't grip that ball like that so i mean uh it's, it's definitely a change in the atmosphere because it changes you know your intensity and how hard you grip things or how hard you hit somebody or you know just your overall passion and that's uh, i think one thing that our guys have came around to and done a really good job of doing but this is way more fun than that, right? Oh, yeah. Way more fun. 100% more fun. All right. Well, you're right. It is a Saturday night game, 8 o'clock with UCLA. That ought to be fun. We're looking forward to it. Good luck, Nick, and we will talk to you again next week. Appreciate it. See you all there. Nick Ford, University of Utah Center. Join us right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I didn't even think about that with him as far as center. It's different this year, and his guy's a veteran pro guy, and a veteran in the program. I'm trying to say, and but moving to center uh, last year for this year, he, he sort of counts this year as his first full season. And I think maybe I underestimated that whole thing. I I know not having a crowd there is different for a lot of reasons. I never considered a center in a shotgun gets amped up hearing the crowd noise. And that can mess up the snap. That had never occurred to me. Right. I 100% believe him. And there were a bunch of reasons I thought crowd noise was important. You know, it can rattle a team on the road. They can lose their composure. Uh, it can certainly make getting plays in and, and changing play at the line of scrimmage hard. I think we understand all of that. And, and if it amps up a quarterback and he overthrows a deep ball, okay, I even get that. I had not considered the center at all. But... Lots of things are just a little bit different when you take the crowd away, and that's just one more on the list. So I think in, in the final analysis, there's still games to be played, obviously, for the Utes. They've already had their bye, so they still got five, right? Uh, I think I overestimated them this season. And now that I've seen it, uh, I can see that I overestimated them. And so, Although I picked them to go 9-3. and three. Uh, I think you'll probably be wrong, but you could be right. The odds of teams going undefeated from here on out, not great. Somebody in the conference could do it. Well, yeah, but, but all, it's all, not great. all Utah has to do is go 3-0. and And that makes it easier. It do. Oregon and Oregon State have to play each other, so that will knock one of, one of those teams is going to have to absorb a loss. Utah and ASU could both win out, but they won't. Oh, I'd be. Sh- I wouldn't You'd be, be shocked. shocked if Utah- you would be shocked. No, because Utah has both- Arizona and Colorado left. 
Oh, I thought I thought you were going with the both. If they both won out, you would be shocked. Oh, if I combined them both? Yeah, that's what okay, I said. Okay, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, I understand. But you're I right. If one team yeah, wins right. out, it would be more likely that uh, you... You said and, I thought you meant or, but yeah, you're right. I got you. Arizona State still has to go to Oregon State. That was hard for the Utes. They always lose when now they go issues there. <laughs> November, and, and they start the game at 1030 at night. 10.30. Pacific time, no. not Eastern time. <laughs> and it seems on, like man. it's a driving rain. Uh, and, they, and they freeze the field so it's ice. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> if they actually did that. You bring those they lose soft, their- sunny uh, Arizona desert guys. <laughs> now who's being the fan? <laughs> well, Oregon State's got a good team this year. And the Sun Devils, they might be the epitome of wildly inconsistent. They might be the, the poster team for what this season in the West slash Pac-12 has been. What do you got? How many penalties are you going to commit? If you commit five, you got a good chance. You commit 25, not so good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. They lost five in a row up there, although they've now won two out of three. Yeah, but last year doesn't count. So you're only going to say one out of two yeah. then? Yeah. So that means six losses in the last seven trips up there. Right. Yeah. And then this is their third year in a row. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Larry Scott always had it out for us. <laughs> you can't blame him for the third one. Ah, why not? He's Larry he knew, Scott. Because he knew he was toast and he had no input on the football schedule. Yeah, do whatever you want. I'm out of oh, here. He added, they added the game last year. That one you can pin on him. Right. You, you can pin 2020 on Well, him. that's why it's this year for three in a row because of last year. I can do the math. <laughs> so I can so pin it on them. So that's how three in a row works. Yes, so All I right. can pin it on them. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Blake Anderson, Aggie head coach, in the driver's seat in the Mountain Division. He's going to join us at 930 right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.